Welcome to So Do You Want to Talk About. This is a podcast where four northern friends from the UK talk about K-pop, Hallyu and Korean culture. A short disclaimer, these are our own opinions and thoughts. So do you want to talk about K-dramas and learn all about Hallyu? Episode three. <laughs> episode three. Who we're thought we'd ever get to an episode three when we were talking about this? <laughs> we're back and love from San Francisco. I wish. So <laughs> <Yeah. Not> quite. <laughs> oh, no, I wish. Um, so guys, we've got something really important to talk about today. Ooh, hundred followers. Can I just point out? It's just too exciting. <laughs> Just two, it's like 100. I know, 100 people are following our Instagram and only four of them are us. (laughs) (laughs) Who could those four be, guys? (laughs) (laughs) We've had some uh, nice DMs, though, haven't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. Oh, it's actually been really nice to go into the DMs and have some messages from a few people just saying, like, just listened, really loved this, oh, I liked this, and we've had quite a few that have said we're relatable, which is nice Mm. to hear, because we think when we're talking between ourselves that we're a bit crazy yeah Yeah. it's nice that we are relatable we do have to cut quite a bit out (laughs) yeah the episodes that get sent out are what 30 minutes 40 minutes long we probably talk for about two hours yeah so b works very hard yeah she works very hard and and cuts out all our cuts out the rambling she's probably sick of his voices by the time she's finished yeah i don't even listen to the finished thing now Do you know what? I, I lo- it sounds weird, but I love listening to it over and over, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy that, like you said, like all these nice messages, like it's just so nice to that people actually want to listen to us and, you know, we're not just four people sitting in a room talking to each other consistently. I mean, we are, we do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we are, technically. It's nice when people get involved, though, on the Instagram yeah, and yeah. send us messages. And yeah. Things. Me and Lou are going to do a little bit of educating today um, to our dear friends, B and AM, about how you... Yeah, we are the students. Yeah, I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, the, the lesson is in lesson is in session. But yeah, so today's episode is going to be about Hallyu. You know, what is it? How did it start? And then K-dramas. And also, why is it so big? Exactly. Right that would also be a good one to discuss. Why is it so big? And why could it's it be? only getting bigger. Exactly. So yeah. I might pass over to you, actually, Cass, because you've got a few proper facts about it, like facts, figures... So I love I love a good bit of research. Um, I You've got am, a nerd over here. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a a little bit of a nerdier. Yeah, so yeah, so um, guys, if you'd like to get your books out, get your pens out, glasses on, <laughs> if you wear them. So, Hallyu, what is Hallyu? So it's considered to be one of the largest Korean exports, um, South Korea in particular, and it basically, in essence, is the exporting of Korean TV movies music cosmetics and fashion which we all love exactly we definitely take the most of this yeah <laughs> exactly we thank you so much <laughs> um the term hallyu actually originated in china um and it's translated literally to the korean wave so it's sometimes referred to as the korean wave the k-wave or hallyu um, and like I said, it literally just pertains to the popularity of Koreans' um, cultural economy, which it has gained around the world because of Korean entertainment. Mm-hmm. So like your TV, your films, your music, um, fashion, and obviously cosmetics, as I said. So that in essence is is what the basis of Hallyu is. Which, when you think about it, like obviously we're into K-pop, K-dramas and things like that, mm-hmm. but obviously we've always found like it's like a niche yeah. But actually, you know, my family, my um, dad's into stuff like that, but he just didn't realise it was part of this Korean wave. Like, he was a huge fan of Squid Game Yeah. when that came oh, out. And 
that actually was one of the top Netflix shows. Yeah, that's true. Such a good show. Season two is coming out soon, guys. The filming, I think. I am so excited. So he was obviously really big into that. Um, And then my friends really been watching that. And then The Glory, that was another one that was huge. Yeah, that was huge. So we know the dead. That was quite big as well. Oh, the dead. It always shocks me when I see it on like the UK top ten yeah. as a Korean thing on there because my my yeah. Netflix is full of Korean content uh, anyway. Same. So then when somebody yeah. else mentions it to me, I'm like, whoa! How do you know about this? <laughs> exactly, know. that's the thing. It's just like, how do you know about this that's coming out? Like I thought it was just <laughs> on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's things as well that I think people don't realise. Like I, you know, I have a really big interest in horror films. That's kind of my. I was going to say niche, but that is my interest. You know, I love a horror film. I love scaring myself to death. And some of the greatest horror films of all time have come from Korea. I mean, they know how to do zombies. Oh, they do. They know how to do zombies. <laughs> they know how to do horror. Um, so obviously you've got Train to Busan. Um, there's a fantastic film called The Call, which is really good if no one's watched it and you love horror films. It's about two women. Um, and it basically is a telephone call that happens between time. That is all I'm going to say about it. Ooh. But it is amazing. Um, you've got I Saw the Devil, which again is a fantastic film. I love that. Um, and then there's another one as well that's called A Tale of Two Sisters. But You've told me about this one. Yeah, yeah. because this was adapted um, and there was a US film called The Uninvited. But a lot of, like I said, Korean cinema, it's just, it is huge. There's Parasite um, as well. That won an Oscar, didn't it? Yeah, that's yes. really popular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Parasite was kind of the first Asian film to win. Academy Awards? Yeah, I think Parasite won four awards at the 92nd Academy Awards and it became the first South Korean film to receive this award and recognition and well as being the first non-English speaking film to win Best Picture, which I think is insane. Again, fantastic film if no one has seen it. It's so good. Because I don't know if anybody's seen that TikTok or the... um, I don't know, it's an Amazon programme. Is it Jin's Kitchen? Ginny's Kitchen. Oh, kitchen. Yeah. And one of the Ginny's guys kitchen? from Parasite is in it and he got recognised. Yeah, yeah, so he got recognised by um, people from all over. Because you've got <laughs> Wooshik, you've got Seon John and yeah. Kim Tae-young. Yeah, so That's it was yeah, 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 they recognised Wooshik, didn't they? And um Seo John's in it as yeah, well, isn't he? It is. So you got yes, they're both in Parasite, but what was interesting in that is obviously when you stereotype people that are into K pop, K culture and stuff mm. like that. They were these normal guys, English you guys. You wouldn't think that you wouldn't they, think they'd yeah. be into K-pop or anything like that. And or they like just, Korean film. And they noticed him from the film Parasite, and they even asked him, "Are you from the film Parasite?" And he was so humble. He was like, "Yes, that was me." <laughs> yes, that was me. Do you want another Coca-Cola? <laughs> Do you want another Coca-Cola? <laughs> but yeah, so it's getting recognised around the world. Yeah, because um, it is. I think I don't think people understand how big the wave is, um, and even when it started. So it actually started a lot earlier than I think people might be aware of obviously it definitely didn't start overnight um, so it was actually following the 1997 asian financial crisis and the end of military censorship over south korean um entertainment oh yeah i thought it was a lot later yeah so see it was it was, that was quite early it was mm. it was you know late 90s should we say um so basically after that south korea basically emerged as one of the major explorers of popular culture um, so it was kind of the first wave, as they call it, um, was driven by the spread of K-dramas and Korean cinema, mainly into China, which is where the term Hallyu came from. Kind of during the early 2000s, it really developed into a global phenomenon, um, spreading rapidly through South 
South Asia, the Middle East and Eastern Europe. Um, and by about 2008, the value of cultural exports from South Korea surpassed the value of cultural imports for the first time, which I think is amazing. But I was like, what, in the span of 10 years? Yeah. Obviously, a lot of this was fueled by the rise of social media, as we know, um, and the internet. And big brands as well that we all know, like Samsung, LG and Hyundai, um, because they drew attention to South Korean products, which then just opened the doors. Yeah, Samsung's um, massive yeah. value. Yeah. And now we know it as Samsung being the ones that... Um, get sponsored by our favourite idols. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Changbin. <laughs> so for K-dramas, um, the first wave was brought around by two in particular, which were broadcast in China in around 1997. And this was First Love and Star in My Heart. Um, and they are primarily considered to be the start of the Korean wave. Ah, I don't think I've, I've not heard of or watched any. Me neither, to no. be honest. I will be honest, me neither. But I'd be quite interested to see what the first ones were like compared to what we're watching now. Because yeah. I imagine a lot has mm, yeah. obviously changed, but also I feel like the heart of the, the heart and soul of, of the Love basis it. of what K-dramas are around, it, you know, is probably the same. So... For Korean film, the first movie which was released under the concept of Hallyu was in 1999 and was a film called Shrilly. Am I saying that correctly? Shrilly. Um, again, I've never seen it, but I did a little bit of research about it and it was a really big hit over kind of um, in East Asia. Okay. And you guys might have heard of these first three. Um, so in terms of music, the first three entertainment companies were kind of created. Um, so you might have heard of these ones. So we've got SM Entertainment. Mm-hmm. We've got YG Entertainment, and then everybody's favourite JYP Entertainment. Yeah, I think China. we've all heard of these. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are like your first kind of main three, and then in terms of bands, They're also called the Big Three. Yeah, now aren't they? Well, I don't know if they'd be called the Big Three now. They were called. The big I've heard three. a lot of people say the Big Four now with Hybe. Yeah, yeah, because Big Four yeah. would be with Hybe, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, and then you've, uh, you've got bands that debuted as well. So you've got TVXQ, SS501, and Super Junior. AM's a bit of a Super Junior fan. I am. I oh. watched the documentary on uh, Disney Plus. And um, if you haven't watched it, um, I-, I think it's a good segue into uh, finding out what K pop you know, is and where it began because I think it really did start with them. Um, they were massive, and it's how these big groups, and it's actually where, um, do you know the subgroups? Where everyone like kind of yeah. off. so you've got like three like Raptor, Dan yeah. Super Junior was the first group to do that, and they all split off. Like they were the they were the the ones that did it the OGs. first. The OGs, they were the first ones. Um, so they all went off to like Thailand and you know places like that to get more popular. And the idea is, if they split off, they get more popular. They come back and um, and th- that's a really good documentary if anyone's not watched it. Um, it is quite sad. There is a lot of ups and downs, but um, big watch. Otherwise, I'll go on a massive tangent and I'll be talking about it for about half an hour. <laughs> All I know from Super Junior is one of them is a actor, and I've seen him in quite a few things, and he was in yes. mm-hmm. She Was yes, Pretty with Park Sun Jun, and he's yeah. really funny in that. And I think he's I think he's American, half American as well. The thing is, as well... They don't age. They all look the same. Oh, like, they all, they I mean, all look this great. This is why we need to talk about the Hallyu and the 10-step skincare yeah, this routine. Is, this is where their fantastic <laughs> yes. cosmetic skincare routine comes in. We then have the second wave, which is probably the wave that we're all more familiar with. This is the wave we're in. This is the wave that we are steadily <laughs> in. Us. We're at the peak. It's only going to go you know, further and further. It's a tidal wave, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. Um, and this was... The second wave came around 
particularly through social media and the transition as k-pop being the primary south korean cultural export um so a lot of social media platforms like youtube um instagram tiktok and obviously streaming services like netflix played a really big role in the dissemination of korean popular culture so k-dramas i know everyone loves a k-drama love Um, obsessed my list is growing i know i do think as well that we're really lucky that we get them aired at the same time as they air in korea as well so it's not like we can get spoilers or anything we're we're here watching it weekly with them (laughs) i think as well just there's so many that i I've, I mean, my list, I don't know about your guys, but my list is long. I don't think I'm, it's ever going to stop. I think I'm just constantly, every time I watch something, I then add something else to my list that I see. <laughs> yeah, you see yeah. the actors, look them up on Wikipedia and see what else they're in. <laughs> I always see the TikToks of a clip yes. and I'm like, what's that? Like, I want to watch that. That looks you know? amazing. Yeah. I look at the comments and I'm like, what's it called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, must add this to my list. But then you have people commenting as well, just going, happy ending, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, must people are like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Listen, the, I have to be in the right frame of mind to take a sad ending because sometimes <laughs> I cry for days and never leave my room. Same. So the second generation of the Korean wave came from not only K-dramas as we know it, um, but a variety of different television programs. So you've got variety shows like The Running Man um, and I then also that. audition shows like Superstar K, which is like an idol audition show. Mm. Fun fact for you guys. So according to a poll which was conducted by the Ministry of Culture, Sports and Tourism during the COVID-19 pandemic, crash landing on you, it's okay to not be okay and the world of the married were the three most popular television programs internationally i think i was part of that wow. because there, three. <laughs> i might have been that i might have been that person crash landing on to you is on my watch list as well yeah. oh, oh my it's so god you've not seen right i mean i'll talk about you it later it. because yeah, i've been it saving it because i know that they're married in real life and stuff i've got high expectations and they're married in real that's really cute that's gonna be your homework from today b and am is to watch crash landing on you get the tissues ready though because it has been on my list for about three years honestly (laughs) it it was the best anyway spoilers sorry (laughs) um so like i said because of streaming services like netflix a lot of korean shows and korean films were also able to be consumed globally so as i mentioned there's a lot of korean horror films as well um, that started to become incredibly popular globally um and obviously we've touched on it but parasite in 2019 made history as the first non-english language film to win the academy award for the best picture if anyone gets the chance if they can watch the acceptance speech of when they actually <gasps> yes. receive that award because the director even says if you just take into mind reading the reading the bottom two centimeters of the screen when you're watching films your mind is opened up to a variety of new films and new shows if you're just willing to read subtitles. But if you can, just watch his um, acceptance speech because obviously it is amazing and it's a huge, huge hit in Korea. That director is incredibly well known in Mm -hmm. Korea and is the best director out of them all, but we just never heard of him. So we just think it's new. It's not new. I mean, there are some fantastic Korean films. From just watching K-dramas and Korean films and TV, it's opened up kind of my doors to other you know so i consume now a lot of kind of spanish um shows and and you know i've I've watched a couple of like polish and german shows because you know th- there is so much more than just kind of the english and american tv shows that we're so used to it has broadened our horizons yeah. i am very cultural now thank you mm. very much and 
from that, actually, I do have quite a fun fact about Hallyu and K-dramas becoming so big mm. as well. So as of April of this year, so 2023, Netflix have pledged to spend $2.5 billion over the next four years in the country of South Korea. And we will revel in it. Yes. <laughs> what a great investment. <laughs> so- Thank you, Netflix. <laughs> So South Korea has now become one of Netflix's biggest suppliers of TV shows and films following the success of Squid Games and All of Us Are Dead and The Glory. Because they became the top 10 streams in the first 28 days, that, um, what was it, Stranger Things 4 couldn't beat Squid Games' record. Wow, I love Stranger Things. I know, and I'm a massive fan of Stranger Things, but the fact that that couldn't beat the streaming record of Squid Games shows you how big Squid Games was because... You can speak to anyone and everyone knows what Stranger Things is. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows what it is. Um, so I just thought that was a, quite a niche little fact in no, there. No, I like that. I mean, Squid Game, I don't know about you guys, but I consumed that in, I think, a day. Me and my uh, my boyfriend watched it quite quick. Everyone was on that. Yeah, it my was... younger sister actually introduced <laughs> me to it. And when I say younger sister, everyone, she was 14 at the time. And she was like, oh, yeah, let's watch Squid Games. And started like, oh. watching it and I was like, whoa, this is not what I thought we were going to be watching. <laughs> it's everywhere though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I know. Well, like I said, like, you, you know, I'd go into work and everyone was like, oh, have you seen Squid Game? Have you seen Squid Game? And, and you know, it was it was insane that, like I said, this kind of little niche thing that I thought was mine, that, you know, I liked K-pop and I liked K-dramas and no one else knows about it. People had watched Squid Game and I thought, you know, and, and then I was kind of like, well, if you like that, guys... He's gonna another, love this. Here's another 14 <laughs> to watch. Have you seen these? So, back onto the second wave. Um, so, this bit, you know, is something we're all familiar with bit of K pop. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. So there was a, a little song, a little a little tiny song that went a little bit viral in 2012 um, on something called YouTube. I don't know if you guys know, uh, but it's a tiny little song by a tiny, not very well-known, massive Korean star, Psy, and it was Gangnam Style. That is, that is that song, crazy oh my now. Gosh. It's still a bop, though, in my when eyes. When you see it, it's... I know, it's so good. My dream is to go to a Psy concert. <laughs> yeah. I know. He's Dance amazing. Well. It's on the top of the list. But yeah, so that was, the fir- that was the first YouTube video to reach one billion views. Wow. One billion, that's a lot. Um, I mean, I remember that going... I mean, that was before I, I was into K-pop, and I remember that going viral and being in school and everyone walking yeah, around going... Yeah, It's because it's the dance again. It's the yeah. dance. It was... I remember the video obviously getting watched all the time because of the dancing in yeah. it. Yeah. And also Psy, he almost put a comedy twist on it all. And he's so charismatic as well, so oh, yeah. you can't not watch him and be like... Yeah, amazing. So. Yeah. Um, the fact that that became the first one, and I, th- I suppose it came a bit novel, probably for us on this side. It was kind of like that novelty side of yeah. dancing and songs, um, which people maybe assume what K-pop is now, yeah. whereas it's not. Where Psy, if anyone has time to listen to any of Psy's other songs, like some of his albums, he does have some deep songs as well. Yeah, he does. Um, but he is very, very good at doing those fun dance yeah. ones. Like, I mean, like Gentleman. Oh yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. I like that one <laughs> with the ponytails swinging. Yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously the K-pop we now know today, you know, really was was flung in. Obviously, like BTS and other groups have um, sustained success globally. You know, with world world tour, sorry, appearances at US Billboard music shows and you know other kind of award shows. Um. And again, another fun fact. 
now for many Korean artists, domestic popularity in South Korea no longer correlates to their overall success um, because South Korea is no longer the world's largest K-pop consumer. I know. So basically, in the past 26 years, that's how much it has blown up. Uh, but yeah, would you like to uh, talk about the uh, the V&A? The V&A. So this was amazing. So in the UK, in London, the Victoria and Albert Museum actually had an exhibition on called Hallyu, the Korean Wave. And it ended, I think, in June maybe of this year, 2023. Mm. But we managed to catch it, me and Cass, in December of 2022. Um, We had a London weekender, but we actually called it um, our trip to Seoul in London. Yeah. Where basically we <laughs> ate Korean food, we went K-pop shopping, we went to a BTS nightclub night. Oh, that was night, so good. Um, and we went to go and see the Korean Wave exhibition. It was honestly eye-opening and really interesting and mm. basically summarised what Cass has talked about here. Um, how, you know, we went into this room and you just had all these screens everywhere of Psy and his music video and the song going on loop. Um, and that was kind of like the world's introduction to K-pop, Korean wave. And as you moved your way through, it gave you the history of, you know, the Korean War, um, television, obviously um, censorship. Basically, the summary of it all was the Korean wave and K-pop and music was born through TV, whereas in the Western world, it was born through the radio mm. and records. So I thought that was really interesting because it was obviously that's how it's been so propelled forward because it was very popular what was very popular in korea at the time was michael jackson thriller mm. you know the music video was a huge part of the song mm. so that's why today obviously k-pop the music video and the concept the visuals it is so big yeah to the songs they touched on the filmmaking tv they had the wall of light sticks so the wall of light sticks it was amazing the wall of light sticks was amazing so it's basically light that. sticks of all <laughs> Um, K-pop groups at the time. I've just thought about. Do you remember the um, the, the, the dance thing for uh, <gasps> that? <laughs> for that, that I need to the video. You know what? I and might have to share that video. So there was one section. So That's it was funny. around the time when Psy and Sugar did mm. their collaboration. Da, 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 like that. Oh, such a good song. Did their collaboration of that that. So they had an area within the exhibition where you had a green screen and you got to choose which part of the dance to do and it was like easy mm. expert oh my gosh no way i don't know, I don't know that. <laughs> so we clicked on that and then basically you got taught it and then you got videos doing it but then we didn't know that once it videoed you doing it <laughs> put on a massive wall <laughs> you, you came out of the room and then part of the exhibit there was this massive white wall where they put a projector of past people and people that have recently done it all together into a music video. So then there's me and Cass I love that <laughs> doing really bad dance moves. Like, well, I'll have to send it to you. It's oh, so funny. I really, I didn't know it was going to go on that wall. Oh, but yeah, it was really funny. if you've got that video, yeah, that I want to say incredible. that. <laughs> and then we saw music video outfits of Big Bang. Yeah. Um, G Dragon. Yeah. There was loads of his stuff in there. They had some Black Pink in there as well. Oh yeah, they had Blackpink. A little bit of Blackpink. Um, I could there talk about so this much, forever, yeah. but hopefully there has been talks that it's going to come back because it was such a huge hit. Um, so it was everyone, so interesting. It was. It really so, was. Like, I feel like we spent a good few hours in there, but I don't think we took all of the information in. Like There was mm. so much to read and we were getting distracted by a lot, a lot of the sequin outfits. Yeah. I mean, um, just the history of it in itself, just like Korean history is fascinating. So... Um, Talking of history, how was your how was your guys' history lesson today? Oh yeah, 
Did you enjoy that? Ten, ten. so much. Ten, ten. <laughs> Me in AM and now how are you experts? I am fully aware of what's going on. <laughs> That's it. But it's just it's when you learn about it, it makes sense as well. You're just like it yeah. is this huge thing where you think it's your you think it's your little niche thing, but it is starting to seep into other areas. Mm. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the worst kept secret, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Netflix are on it. They're bringing us all the K dramas and stuff. Does that lead us? That segues on. I think that was a segue. So today's episode, we are very much focusing on K dramas as well, because mm. when I was going through my list before this episode. I've watched 48. Oh, where have you got the time? That is my question. I feel like pandemic was a huge help, but that can't be an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) But we just wanted to talk about maybe our first K-dramas that we've ever watched, what introduced us to it, and Mm. then obviously our favourite ones as well. And why we like them as well, because I think the reason I like K-dramas so much is is the storylines. There's some really fantastic, just so creative storylines. I mean, I know some of them come from webtoons and some of them come from... Um, comic books are they called man they're called manhwine Korean that's I believe the one. oh are that's they the yeah um, but you know that's the Korean word yeah. for it anyway <laughs> I could not say that word um, but yeah who would like to go first no shall I jump in <laughs> I'll go first right so I I feel again to get to my 48k dramas that I've watched obviously I was watching two simultaneously so my first K drama that I was actually ever watched was Vincenzo Oh, on Netflix. I was, this was during um, the start of pandemic, I think. I'd just got into, you know, Korean culture and stuff like that. Um, and I saw Vincenzo. Um, I thought, oh, this looks quite good, like groundbreaking. Groundbreaking? This looks really good, kind of like mafia meets mm. Italy meets Korea. Um, I love that kind of like action style. But I caught it as it was airing weekly. So obviously I've never really done that with Netflix before. I've always been able to binge it, but this was actually airing in Korea at the time. So I was I had to wait weekly for the new episode. Um, so at the same time as that, I was actually watching It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Oh, I love that one. So if anyone's watched those two, you can understand the emotional whiplash I was going through <laughs> weekly, <laughs> jumping from Vincenzo to It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Um, so I'll just talk briefly, summary on both of them, but no spoilers in case anyone wants to watch them. So you should Vin- watch Vincenzo, it's amazing. Vincenzo, I mean, we're massive fans <laughs> of Vincenzo, aren't we? So Vincenzo um, is basically about um, Italian mafia meets Korea. Um, this mafia leader moves to Seoul because he needs to get basically he needs to run away from his mafia group his stepbrother stepbrother that wants to kill him for the money and you know it's always about stepbrothers or family members trying to kill them Mm. Um, and he moves to Seoul um, because he has hidden money at the bottom of this building and he needs to get to this money which is in the secure vault but then there is um, already businesses working on top of this um, where the vault is Mm. and it's amazing in the fact that it's him learning about Korean culture even though he is Korean but he's been brought up in Italy and he's learning about all these ins and outs there's this constant joke throughout where no one can pronounce Vincenzo and they always keep calling him different names which is so funny and it's action meets humour and the actors in it are absolutely amazing there's a few familiar faces, there's a few plot twists as Mm. well in there but then I I was also watching It's Okay to Not Be Okay Mm. 
which this is where the emotional whiplash comes in. <laughs> so this K-drama is basically about this character called Gangtae and he lives with his older brother Sangtae, who is autistic. Um, and they frequently move from town to town ever since Sangtae witnessed his mother's murder. Um, so it starts quite deep. Um, and Gangtae works as a caregiver in a psychiatric ward um, wherever they move to, as well as being a caregiver for his older brother. Um, and they have to move whenever Sangte kind of have these episodes of nightmares about the butterfly. Mm. He's always has these nightmares about the butterfly. So they move back to their hometown and through uh, Gangte working at these um, psychiatric hospitals, um, he actually meets a famous children's book writer called Moon Young, who is rumoured to have an antisocial personality disorder. Oh, she was iconic. So she, she is iconic. She was. Her outfits oh, were amazing. Fashion. Um, but that's just a short summary I'm going to give to this because I mm. feel like everyone should watch this show. It is beautifully it's shot. been on my list oh, for ages. You have almost like cartoon and animation used. The humour in it is amazing. Like you're crying one minute and then you get given this yeah. really humorous episode that like scene you're laughing the next where you're time. laughing your head off. And I think Vincenzo I obviously loved because you had the action um, the cinematography of it was absolutely amazing. You know there was money and budget behind it. Whereas It's Okay to Not Be Okay was the first K-drama I watched where I cared about these characters. Mm. Like, I I was in. Like, I was so in with these characters. And I don't know if it's something to do with you're reading the subtitles so you kind of have your own voice in your head, but I connected so much to the emotion of it all where I just really wanted them all to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of it, so... Um, those were my first two and once I was watching them the list grew on and I just kept watching them um, they were originally on Netflix that I was watching so obviously you get recommended other ones um, so I just moved on from there but those were my two that I started off with um, and then shall I start shall I talk about my favourite one yeah as well favorite. so we've already touched on this already my favourite one is Crash Landing on You Hmm. and B-A-M you have to watch this case. it has been it's been the top of my list for yeah. ages I've just I'm always sure put it off I'm sure we've both been telling yeah. each other to watch it <laughs> ever since I got married it, I was like so. right I need to see this now <laughs> I found I think I what, this is probably maybe like my 8th or ninth show I watched mm. um, and I wouldn't let you come to Seoul with me <laughs> without, watching. without watching it I was like we are not going to the DMZ or Seoul if you do not watch this K-drama and basically it oh, it's just amazing. So a quick summary of the K-drama, um, Crash Landing on You, is about a love story between a Chobol heiress. So when we say Chobol, it's basically the top 2% yeah. in South Korea that are incredibly wealthy, black cards, all of that. Um, and she made an emergency landing in North Korea because of a paragliding accident. This is hilarious because obviously this would never happen, but... It was quite funny. It was quite funny. So she has an accident and she falls into the DMZ, which is basically the demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea, but she's on the North Korean side. Um, and there she actually meets a North Korean special officer who falls in love with her and he is hiding and protecting her and trying to take her back mm. to Seoul, back to South Korea. So it's about North Korea trying to smuggle a South Korean back into her home country, basically. And through this, you learn about North Korean customs, mm. North Korea, the people, the differences. Um, and then it's flipped again later, spoiler alert, 
when obviously North Korea learn about Seoul and South Korea, the different customs. But the reason I love this so much is because you fall in love with all of the characters. You have, you really care for their safety. It has ups and downs. You've got action. And another little niche thing is that the lead actors in this, they actually fell in love on set. Oh, I love They that. started dating after filming and they're now married with a kid oh, and i just think that's, that's, added. that's the dream isn't it and that's, you always think, that's oh, a k-drama that's a k-drama k-drama it's a k-drama within a k-drama um but i won't give too much spoilers because i feel like everyone should go into that blind it's humor mm, it's, it's two emotion. people who have not yeah. seen it yeah oh, it is so your homework is to please watch crash landing on you or we're not taking you to south korea there you so. go <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Okay. It's your homework. I'll hand over to you then, AM, because you are I'd pro- probably consider you a newbie to K dramas. I am I am very new to this. So it all began when I was poorly and I text uh, B and I said, I need something to watch. I am bed bound. I am I there's something I need to watch and she went, Have you watched Business Proposal? And I was like no, I was like, she went, if you've never watched any, like, K-dramas or anything, she was like, that's the first one you need to watch. Has everyone else watched it? Yeah. 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 Wow. What a way to start. <laughs> I was, it was so good. And it's, yeah, it's like, funny, isn't it's it? It's so funny. And it's short as well. I loved all the characters in it as well. And it's, it, I just got invested after the first episode. I was just too invested in it. And I, I remember watching, I think I watched like eight or nine episodes in one day. Like, at one point, because when I was poor, I was like, well, I'm just going to sit and watch it. I've got no else to do. So, um, and it's about um, a girl that works for this, like, it's a, it's a food company, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, she goes on, a, a, a like, a blind date instead of a friend and end up um, meeting this guy. He thinks that she's, um, the fr- like, she thinks it's the person, it's, like, who she's trying to, intimid- what's it called? Yeah, so he thinks that she's basically this rich girl who he's been set up with. Yes. But it's actually her best friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really good. I don't really want to give too much away, but it's an emotional roller coaster. I cried multiple times. I also laughed multiple <laughs> I don't times, think she's ready for crash if, landing on no, you. No, maybe not. <laughs> if you cried a business proposal, I don't actually think you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my first one, so I would 100% recommend it to it anybody. It's such a good um, one. It's, it's quite... It's light-hearted as well, but yeah, I feel like it is relatable, and I really liked it. And then my my favorite one is um, if everybody's currently watching King the Land. Um, I've not seen that. That's on my list. King the Land. Oh, you is should. My expectations through the roof. <laughs> it is so good, and it was really funny because when we were on the way back from the flight from uh, Madrid, because we went to K-pop blocks, me and B were separate. And as I was walking down the aisle to go to the toilet, there was about 10, on, 10 11 people watching it. All on different episodes. <laughs> and I was like, because I was watching it, um, I was watching it as well on the flight. And I could see everyone was at different points. And it is really popular. I think everybody, I think you'll love it. I, I absolutely think you'll love it. Very popular lead actors, isn't it? Oh, can we just talk about that? Can we just talk about it? So chemistry is, un- it's just incredible. What's she called? She's out of Girls' Generation, isn't she? Yes, she and is. He's from two PM, isn't he? He is from two PM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they the chemistry, but they've worked together with each other before for quite a bit, haven't they? They've yeah, I think they're like, quite good friends. Yeah, in yeah. Life. Um, that that is my favorite. That I will rewatch that multiple times. I'm quite happy to rewatch it. Yeah, so, it is yeah. really good. You've got humour in that as well, and you've also mm. got one of the actors from um, uh, Squid Games is in that. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, he's the king of Saudi Arabia. He comes over. Oh yeah, Ali. Um, 
Ali. Oh, oh, I loved it. Oh, Ali. He was funny. Yeah. So the actor who plays Ali in Squid Games is in it, and he is hilarious, and it's so nice to see him in a funny role. Yeah. Because obviously we know him from Squid Games. (laughs) We know what happens. We know what happens. (laughs) It it was really good. What's yours, uh, Cass? So so my first K-drama, bit of a... a, The K-drama's not weird, but how I found it is weird. So... (laughs) I don't know if anyone else has done this or it's just me, but sometimes I'll be on like Facebook till like four in the morning scrolling through video. You know, like them weird videos you get and they're like compilations of films. Yeah. So this is how I found this this K drama is um, I was watching one thing and then and then I I kept seeing clips of this one K drama, and it was all misma- mismatched and everywhere all over the place. And I remember watching it thinking like, oh my god, this is amazing. So I ended up watching the full like pretty much the full thing through Didn't Facebook. Did you find this before you found K-pop? Yeah, I found this years ago before K-pop <laughs> for anything. And all I know is this: the, I knew the kind of basic story, and I was like, I'm hooked. This is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have now since rewatched it properly, um, and it is fantastic. And it is called The Legend of the Blue Sea. Oh. It is brilliant. <laughs> So it's inspired by a classic um, Josie legend and it's basically kind of like two love stories parallel together. Um, I'm not going to give too much away. I'm going to like really basically just kind of summarise it. Um, But it focuses mainly on kind of like rebirth, fate and unrequited love. Um, And like you guys, it's funny. It's got really nice soft moments. Um, It's got got one of my favourite... Um, K drama memes ever is where oh, the main character and he goes disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> oh, so is that where it's from? Oh my goodness, I've been wondering. Oh, and honestly, but it's 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 so there's so many like twists and turns with it. Um, again, I'd really recommend watching it as well because it, it's it's just a classic for me. Um, so it stars Lee Min Ho, the fabulous, wonderful. I was wonderful... just about to ask, is it him? Yeah. It, I, I, I was thinking that when you said about the meme, I was like, I'm sure that's Lee Min Ho. Yeah, so it's... Because he's in the airs, isn't it? Which is... I was going to say, yeah, he's basically... Coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, I think he... Because he was in Boys Over Flowers. He was in the airs as well, which I know you you might talk about, B. Um, and he's also in The King Eternal Monarch. Um, <gasps> and That's a good one. I've never seen that one, but okay, I love no, him. AM will love King Eternal Monarch. If you, King of the Land, you is that love. on Netflix? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, it is, yeah, actually. yeah. It is. Yeah. I think it is. It's yeah. on my. It's on my list. Um, and then it's also got um, John Ji Hun as well, who is a real. She is probably known as being one of the biggest like Hallyu stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in a film called My Sassy Girl, which was again one of the first kind of Korean films to really hit big. Um, she's also in another K drama, which people might know of, called My Love from the Star. Which again was a really big hit. So that was kind of my first K drama. I'll add it to my list. It's really, really good, honestly. My list is as long as my arm. Say, but I, I'm thinking like, how am I gonna have the time to watch it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. How I spent don't know. 48, 48 K. I need to lock myself in a room for multiple days. Maybe that's what I did. <laughs> I honestly no. don't know how I achieved. I feel this. like I go through phases where I can binge watch, like like I got through um, weightlifting fairy kim bok joe like really quickly because i binge watch it but then it's taken me a while to watch healer because i'm kind of like every couple of days watching an episode um but yes that was my first my favorite so i've got two favorites um lou touched on one of mine which is vincenzo i think that was like the fifth k drama i watched and i just i loved it but another one of my favorites which shares the top spot is um do me your service i again not one of one i am watching that 
Oh, guys, you need to watch it. It is amazing. And and my list is getting much. so long <sighs> this episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> um, Do What Your Service is really good. So it's a bit of like a, a kind of fantasy type. Um, but it, again, it's funny. It's sad. It's emotional. Again, I live, laugh, loved. Um, I'll give you a quick summary because again, I don't want to spoil it too much because I'm really recommending you watch it. Um, so we've got our main character who's played by Park Bo Young. Her name is Tak Dong Kyung. She is my favourite K drama actress. She's in Strong Girl Monsoon, Amazing Abyss. Um, she's fantastic. Basically, she is diagnosed with a brain tumour and she's given less than hundred days to live. Um, she basically is quite saddened by the news, expectedly, um, <laughs> and she gets really frustrated. And she basically prays for destruction. She wishes for destruction, um, and that's when she meets Doom, who is our lovely leading man, um, played by Seo Inguk, who is just talented. He's so good in this role. He's he so plays good. this character so well. Um, so he plays Mulemang, who is Doom, um, and basically he's he's a god. He's sick of humanity and you know he's kind of the god of doom i guess yeah, in the, the way doom, um so he basically goes i'm gonna take you up on that wish she immediately kind of regrets making that wish and that's kind of where i'm gonna leave it because i don't want to spoil it too much um i'm gonna let everyone watch it yeah, especially it is... you guys but it's oh it's good it's sad it's funny it's amazing it also has um Lee Su Hyuk and Kang Tae Yo in it as well. They kind of play the second oh, and third. Oh he's oh, he's yes. I will say guys in this drama he's not a bad guy, but sometimes I wanted to give him a little shake and go, What are you doing, my young man? Um <laughs> oh, no, but don't yeah. turn me against him. <laughs> no, he's not he's no, not he's he not. doesn't he doesn't play a bad person at all. He just I think he just needs he I just need to put my arm around him and go, Listen, like, miss a mate. Come on, sort yourself out. Um, but yeah, that is that is probably one of my favourite. And that has a really good rain scene. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> the rain the, scene in that is beautiful. The, the first, the, one of my favourite scenes is, again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of their, one of their first interactions and oh, it's got a beautiful soundtrack to it. I, uh, it's Honestly, watch it, guys. It is, it's fantastic. It it's really, is. really good. And it, yeah. Um, so I'll pass over to <laughs> B. What's your first... And favorite K drama. So as you mentioned, it's another Lee Mino one, and it's the airs. So it's quite it's quite an old one. It's it was 2013 when this aired, but I I watched it. I think 2020. Um, this was the first one that I watched. I think because on Reddit they absolutely love Lee, Lee Mino. Kim Tan <laughs> in in the main the male lead in this is he is great. Um, so I'll give you a bit of a background. Um, so. The male lead and the female lead actually meet in the US, which is kind of, is kind of not what I was expecting. Um, the male lead, the male lead, super rich, classic. Uh, the female lead, quite poor. But they they meet. He basically falls for her, and then when, as luck would have it, when they go back to Korea, they actually go to the same school. She's on like oh. a scholarship. He's super rich, so he can afford it. Um, and then cue the second male lead, which is Kim Moonbin as well, which. He's so famous as well. It's a great cast in this, guys. He initially is teasing the female lead, but then he falls for her as well, and it it makes for a nice little love triangle. I have to say, this drama is so... It's filled with the K-drama tropes. Like, everything you can think of, this drama has got it. I remember when I was first watching, I had no idea about K-dramas, and I remember being like, 
I'm waiting like 10 episodes here and like nothing has happened between these guys. No hand holding, yeah. no kissing, no nothing. Yeah, I remember it was a big shock to the system, I'm not going to lie. And then when it did happen and I've got it 42 different replays from every different angle, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was like, okay, so this is how it works. But I tell you what, I was, from that moment, I was hooked. I was like, they were just getting a little bit close and I was getting giddy. I was like, oh my God, I'm they brushing. Brush, they brush hands. <laughs> it's, it's the wrist grab, it's the wrist grab where it's like <gasps> the slow motion. Oh, there's slow so motion many wrist grabs in yeah. this one, guys. <laughs> oh, she gets knocked over by a car and they go, woo, like swing them in and stuff. Yeah, but it is it is great. Yeah, so we joked when we went to Seoul. I was saying to Cass, I was like, I really want to have a K-drama moment. Like, just... I wanted, just not the white van of death. <laughs> no, I, want, I wanted the good ones. I wanted the rom-com cliches of tripping up and going slow motion or <laughs> slow motion bumping into someone. Um, and that's why I think we use that daily. We just go, K-drama moment. <laughs> yeah. I hope it uh, trenchal downpours. Nobody <laughs> comes out of nowhere. Forget, yeah, forget your umbrella. <laughs> I love I love the tropes though I do. Well, that's what's quite interesting. Like in Korean rom coms, like they did say on Forbes that they do uniquely like good job of catering to the female audiences and depicting life from their point of view, which America and the UK don't actually do very well. And then when I researched into it and looked at our favourites, they're actually all female screenwriters. Oh, oh that makes sense. They, yeah, yeah that there makes we sense. go. <laughs> so that's probably why it translates, and we're all like, ah. No, I struggle to watch like US TV shows now where. They're, they're going at it in the episode in the first one. 50, yeah, yeah, like in the first fifteen minutes. I'm I'm used to episode nine being the bigger, and then if they don't, you know, episode nine's <laughs> the big one. You know, there's gonna be a little kiss in episode nine. Yeah, the ep- tension. Twelve episodes in, the touched hands. Oh, oh no, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you, you actually do get dead giddy, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 I have to I pause do. it. I have to pause it and I have to go, no way did that just happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to literally have to like stop for a minute because you just like got to take it all in and go, no. I'm like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> they looked at each other for two seconds. What's your favourite one? My favourite one is very much the, the opposite to the K-drama rom-com tropes kind of one. Even though that's what I mostly watch, my favourite is the glory it's so good Ooh, it is I good i absolutely love this i didn't expect to like it because it's not my usual type but i kept seeing it on the united top 10 on netflix and i was like you know what i'm gonna have to give it a go and i was actually hooked with it i i could not wait for each new episode because it was obviously split into like part one and part two honestly i don't want to give too much away i'm sure people probably have heard about it but it's, it's basically a revenge drama um which the main premise is around school bullying, which actually I found quite interesting because I I noticed that like in K-pop and K-dramas and stuff like that, school bullying is taken really seriously. And I don't think until I watched The Glory, I understood why school bullying ac- accusations were taken as seriously as they are. But after watching that, like you it, it really opened your mm. eyes. And I, I, yeah, it's really... It is quite a harrowing watch at times. It's, it is hard to watch. Like when I watched it, because you recommended it to me actually, mm-hmm. um, and... I sat and watched it with my boyfriend and it was the only one he's actually watched apart from Squid Games. And he was like, this is quite hard to watch. Like, the first episode, I think, is the hardest to watch. It's quite intense. Like, it, it can be quite triggering. So um, mm-hmm. I would just, you know, be cautious uh, about watching it. Uh, but, but it's so it's clever. clever it's really clever. Every time something happens, it's the, the writers of it have been really, really tactical with how they've done it. And I, I'm... Honestly, I was blown away. Everything with how makes sense. It really does. Like you get to the end and you're like, 
oh my god like it's like uh like everything bo- falls into place yeah like it? a bomb goes off in your head and you're like right like yeah, how did they manage that it's, it, it's so impressive we could stop watching it because mm. you watched it did you watch it week by week um, or did you watch think, it all together? No, I watched it like I watched part one first, right. and then I watched part two. Right, we watched it all together. All I in think. one, yeah, yeah, all in one, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that would definitely be that's definitely my favorite one, and I was just like I, said, I was just gobsmacked. Even now, I still I'm blown away by it. But it's I won't crazy. give away too much because you need to because you don't want to give it yeah. away because we'll give it all we'll give it all away won't it yeah so we, we could just relay the entire script me and yeah. him right now per episode, yeah <laughs> well it was in the it was in the top five wasn't it streaming epi- like shows on yeah. netflix for a very long time and that's one of the other really big netflix hits so like it just shows how everyone loves and like an underdog mm. story and that kind of like capitalism definitely thing. Mm. well we've had some good ones i think i definitely think there's a couple to add to my list that i've not seen um, like I'll be honest, I've not watched the glory. Oh, Please don't crucify me. Um, so I'm yes. that. you're off the podcast. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> They've not watched Crash Landing on you. They, yeah, you've not watched Crash Landing on you. So I really, right. this is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. guys. This is come on, come on. Call me some slack. Talking of K dramas, um, obviously with every K drama comes a fantastic original soundtrack. Um, so. Guys, what are your favourite original soundtracks, your favourite songs from K-dramas? Well, this is like a really good link because a lot of the soundtracks that we know of and become quite popular are from some of our favourite K-pop groups or idols. Yeah. Or so, some of the actors who are also idols. That is truly true, yeah. like Anwu and There's like, a lot I mean, of crossovers in the ring. Yeah, Kim Taeyong and Harang. Uh, um, I think you got Taeyong from Is in Vincenzo. Yeah, I mean he did do a uh, soundtrack, but he's just all of him. Wu Sung and Ita One Class. Two yes. PM in uh, Kingland. Uh, See, yeah, we could on. go on. We could go on. Um, so we just wanted to end today's episode by <laughs> recommending our favorite OST song or soundtrack um, from these K dramas. Um, I'll pass over to you first, Cass. Um, so mine, keeping with the theme of everything I've mentioned today, um, mine is Doom at Your Service. The original soundtrack is fantastic. Um, it's got one of my favourite original soundtrack songs in it, um, and it's called Love Sight, and it is by TXT, Tomorrow Bad Together, um, who you guys are going to go see at K-Pop Looks, which I'm so jealous about. I can't believe I'm so excited. I'll definitely have to listen to this. I'm so jealous. Um... But yeah, that song's lovely. It's in some really crucial moments of the K-drama as well. Um, but just a top mention to a couple of other songs. Um, so there's a song called Breaking Down by Ali, which is, again, in some really crucial emotional moments. Um, Seungguk also sings in it because he actually, fun fact, won Superstar K, which is one of the kind of like idol shows. Um, so he does a song called Distant Fate. Um, and then uh, Bakyun from EXO also does a song called You. These songs are all really emotional slash brilliant parts of the show, so they get stuck in your head on repeat mm-hmm. for 12 years. Um, it's been a very long time. Um, but yeah, so that's, that would be my recommendation. And um, Passing on over to B, what would be yours? So mine is from one of my favourite K-dramas, Our Beloved Summer, and it is, of course, V from BTS, Christmas Tree. Oh. This song, I, I love the whole soundtrack, I love the whole drama, but V's voice, that deep voice, just suits this so well. It suits the scenes in the drama so well. And honestly, like, it's 
called Christmas Tree, but it's not very Christmassy. So you can listen to it anytime. <laughs> you can listen to it right now, guys. Go ahead, treat yourselves. It is beautiful, isn't it? it? It's one it, of those where when it starts to play in the K-drama, you're like, oh, we're going to have a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his voice just fits it so well, like the emotion at the time. I honestly think it makes the whole scene. Um, so that is my recommendation, but I do just want to give a special mention to Stray Kids' Never Ending Story from Extraordinary You, because... Aww. I absolutely love that song. Aww. I love it so much when they perform it. They performed it in the pilot live stream that they did. And yeah, that is that is another special mention OST from me this week. <laughs> and then, shall I pass over to Lou? Uh, yeah, so mine is going to be a bit of a rogue one. So <laughs> mine is Spark by ACE. Um, and it's actually from a... BLK drama so it's like a boy love one called Light On Me mm. and I honestly this K drama is adorable it is so cute and I just I stumbled upon it through TikTok that's how I found it yeah. um, so Light On Me um, which is like a short BLK drama but the reason I've chosen this one is because a lot of other OSTs I like are quite slow quite sad Yeah, this one's really up and poppy and it just made me laugh when I was watching the drama because the drama could end and, you know, spoilers, everyone finds out that this boy is gay. They, the whole school knows and it's like cliffhanger, shock, sad. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And then this happy tune comes in. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, he's really sad. And then it just goes... Doo, 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 doo. So that was in my head because of that. Because I'd be like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then the tune comes in and then they're dancing away, <laughs> even though it's ended really shockingly. Um, so I would recommend that one. Um, but I, again, I want to do a special mention out to It's Definitely You. We just can't pick one, can we? <laughs> we can't. We can't pick one. I know. Um, a special shout out to It's Definitely You by V and Jin for Harang, which mm. was the K-drama that V starred in. Um, and I just love this because of the when they actually performed it live and both of them and it was just really sweet to see them both performing it um, again that's um, as in AM's words a bop so, a bop. <laughs> so I'd recommend that I concur yeah. give light on me a watch guys uh, so mine is uh, Here Always by someone from Stray Kids from Hometown Cha 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 it's such a good drama uh, that controversial i've not actually watched you, it yet you really it's only really because so <laughs> i know it's controversial <laughs> so i was watching a tiktok and then i heard this song and then it was like one of the scenes from hometown cha 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 so i was like i love the song so i listened to the song first but it is on my watch list like it i will get around to watching it it's um, quite a light drama as well so you could it? yeah you could watch it quite easily i think well, it's it's really good yeah it is it's really funny I, but yeah someone's voice as well he's just good got choice. the best voice hasn't it and anyway i love straight kids anyway so uh, good uh, it's a good tie-in but yeah peace out i have learned so much this week <laughs> well i think we've all got we've all got a list haven't we of new dramas new dramas new osts to, to listen to oh yes b and am have got homework to watch Crash Landing on You. And Cass has got to watch The Glory. Um, <laughs> yeah. Apologies if you all get The students are giving out the homework. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's it for today's episode. I hope everyone's learnt something. I mean, I've learnt something new. We learnt so much I feel like my head's going to explode. I think, yeah, me, me and AM were definitely not up to date with our Hollywood <laughs> knowledge. And my K-drama knowledge as well, actually. I've watched quite a lot, yeah. but I haven't watched many other ones mentioned today, so my list is... Uh, I'll go straight on my drama list after this and uh, add them. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really good as well to hear from anyone 
what their favourite K dramas yeah. are. Yeah, yes. please let us know. Anything we've not mentioned, you want us to put on our list. I am very easily persuaded, so very don't worry. Easily persuaded. Anyways, yeah. So do you want to see us next week, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to see us next week? So do you want to see us next week? <laughs>